0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of OK Boomer the Podcast, where two old guys ramble about comics and and other shit. And uh we'd like to uh welcome you back to a a new episode. We're gonna be covering a golden age book pre-comic code, uh Strange Mysteries number 14 tonight. Uh currently this is the pre-show where we show off stuff that we got in, and we will also uh spotlight a, uh, a Kickstarter book this week. Uh, this week, we're going to take a look at Worthy Comics Redemption. It's an eight-issue arc. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Uh, I've interviewed the creator before, uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We'll take a look at that shortly. But uh, first off, I want to thank everybody that's been supporting us on all the platforms, the audio podcast, uh, Rumble we're up to eight followers on rumble eight (laughs) but we get like 30 or 40 watches every episode
1: well you gotta start somewhere
0: you know so if you're just following us on youtube please go over and click the follow button on uh on our rumble or odyssey you can find all our links in the link tree and the description at the very bottom of the episode on uh YouTube. A beat, a beat, a beat, a beat. That's all, folks. Um, so I got a few things in. Um, Tommy Hall, who's been a guest, uh, has a uh, has a book called Kingsville, and he does giveaways on his YouTube channel and his TikTok channel, and a bunch you know a bunch of other things. Hey, Alan, good to see you. So uh he's just wrapping up uh the the funding for issue two of Kingsville. Uh but he had a he had a screen where he was giving away uh like extra McFarlane figures, uh signed books from different creators.
1: Where the hell was I at?
0: You were at work. <laughs> I told you about it. You're like you're like, great, it'll work tomorrow. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um but this was cool. He, he did a poker chip, so that's like that's like one of the covers for issue two, and then there's uh, a cover of uh, collapse. Finally, a girthy indie hero that I can show up dressed up as because they're just like a yellow and blue shirt.
1: it's a yellow and blue shirt? Yeah, I, I hope it's not spandex because no.
0: Um, so I got that and a book. Uh also uh won the uh gold labeled uh Red Lantern.
1: Red Lantern.
0: Dread. Oh. It's it's Alan Scott uh from the uh dark metal universe.
1: Oh, okay. Huh. There
0: he is in the back. Pretty cool art.
1: The art on all the McFarlane stuff is really good. I actually some of the stuff I bought I I cut out the uh the back after I opened them to you know use it
0: for other stuff. Um my only issue now is Todd has jacked all his prices.
1: Yeah, it's like twenty five dollars or something. Forty. Forty.
0: Forty. So uh he had gone from nineteen ninety nine up to twenty four ninety five or twenty four ninety nine. Like earlier last year. Yeah. And then right around the holidays, the prices went up to 30. Okay. And then... Uh, the I can first see that.
1: That's a supply and demand issue. Okay. Yeah,
0: the the first set that he released was supposed to be a Target exclusive. It's a prices on InfoEarth set. Okay. Um, it's are a, they doing
1: to the Superman?
0: They did. It's a bad Superman. It's not like... It's not like gold. It's not like golden age of men. It just look. It just looks like an angry constipated Superman. <laughs> Hail, good stuff. Good to see you. Thanks for popping in, man. Um, so I didn't think Superman was very good. It's a good body on him. But yeah. The head sculpt. Hey, man, sucks. Thomas wishes he was high. right about now. I'm <laughs> gonna <it> deal <laughs> with me for a whole show. <laughs> uh it's
1: not currently legal in my state
0: (laughs) damn um they did a a kid flash wally west that looks like really good really um psycho pirate
1: dude i love psycho pirate he's got such a badass just costume
0: yeah good stuff says legal here sorry i don't think that would stop him but uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's a Spectre but it's not the the
1: Spectre I ordered I was trying to order and the damn thing sold out Mm -hmm. immediately I clicked on the damn link and it's gone
0: yep Uh, and Superman Wally West Psycho Pirate and Spectre you have to buy the whole set so that you can assemble a regular sized version of the matter universe monitor
1: not the anti-monitor
0: he's got a 12 inch mega figure of anti-monitor um which to me uh isn't big enough um he basically he basically needs uh a monitor and an anti-monitor the size of that galactus back there
1: yeah like 36 inches
0: yeah at least um but still with the detail um I I don't know, but there's a chance that he might have just said, uh, these people will pay, pay me for anything. Uh, and what happened is there's Target's not moving stuff. Because Target might have lost a bunch of customers last year from stuff that was going on in the stores. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like shopping at Target. But there's always that. There's people that are Walmart people. There's people that are Target people. And then there's me who, if I can order it online and not have to leave my house and deal with people, I'm all the happier. Um, but we call those people hermits, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's my favorite cookie. <laughs> I'm thinking so good, bad, bad for my diabetes, but <laughs> they're yummy. Um, but like, and then I still have the uh. They started announcing a couple of uh other fig other figures from the uh from Manolan set. Hey Buzz, hail, there's only a couple days left to uh get your copy of Bloodbone on the Second Chance campaign over on Fun My Comic. Go check it out. Um but because Target canceled their order to, to McFarland, because they've got so much stuff that they're just like liquidating it, and they still can't get rid of it. It's bad economic times. People don't have that disposable income to go buy their favorite toys all the time. No. I feel their pain. Um, But since they canceled it, and it was supposed to be an exclusive to them, it ended up being exclusive to the McFarlane toy store.
1: The online-only toy store.
0: And because it is exclusive, and it's a -a build-a-figure set, 40 bucks a piece, Jesus. But then they showed uh, Cat Woman with the bat pod, 75 freaking dollars. Everything, psh. and what's
1: bad is I got uh, I think I showed you for Christmas, my uh, my one of my children got me the uh, Black Manta page puncher figure. Mm-hmm. by McFarlane, which yeah. may be the nicest figure I've seen them do. I still want the Hawkman, just for comparison, but the Black to figure is
0: amazing. Um, there's only one page puncher that I really want. It's that kind of like Elseworlds Mr. Freeze, where his containment suit is basically like the 1950s Bell Divers.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I just I just thought that that was like a, a, a really cool design, so I was I was into it. So, well, I got this stuff. This is this goes to something else, and then I have stuff in here from Tommy. Um, so he sent me the figure, and he sent me. Uh, a signed edition of
1: Kingsville. Kings,
0: Kingsville One. Uh this character is uh Snapback. Uh Snapback and Collapse. Uh do some bloody bloody stuff into this book. Um if you like the boys, uh go check out Kingsville. Uh, you can get it in physical or digital i always recommend the physical because you know why not and then oh
1: oh you got your decks of stuff in
0: oh yeah damn it heavy as hell um you know a nice note in there from uh from Steve. i had i had sent out like uh they send an email to the Kickstarter, and his wife got back to me in like you know under six hours. Oh yeah, They're it's great. like four o'clock in the morning. And she's writing me back. They're great um, people. They got the uh, got the little pamphlet with a bunch of stuff, and uh, the best of twenty twenty three flyer, and
1: your got- copy of Dromando.
0: Yeah, this is the. Uh, I guess this is like the first few issues of uh, the original Nexus series that him and him and the Red Baron did.
1: It's. I got to go back and read it, but what I, what I think it is is actually they did Dark Horse did. Um, they took the first couple issues and kind of remastered them mm-hmm. in the nineties because it won the
0: like an Eisner or something for best comic. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, they did a six issue set
1: yeah and that's what's in there. that's part of what's in there
0: i've got that six issue You're setting a box some ports over here i was like oh that's pretty
1: oh okay what it is i'm just buying it the art the art in that book is so amazing but oh, he is i mean he's stupid good people don't understand how good he is well some people do
0: yeah like we do yeah and a lot of other people do um Mike Barron does, um, obviously. Yeah. Um, anybody that saw the episode we did here on Boomer, where we did the crossover uh, Superman Hulk yes. Steve Rude graphic novel, um, this is the uh, this is the print that I picked. So I got a I got a I got a signed uh, Rude print. Sweet. I think this was the cover of uh, one of the uh, one of his sketchbooks.
1: Yeah, the but, I can't remember which one, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but I thought this was I thought this was like just like spectacular, and then oh. Boom.
1: something perfect for home defense. But oh, next
0: you got was, the chronicles? Yes. He painted a picture of himself working at his drawing table. Um, Is it hardback? It's, it's a hardcover um, on sale during the campaign for 50 bucks. Um, just open up to the middle. You have uh, the, the, the sketch pencils there. And then the inks on the other page. Um, there's a whole bunch of like stuff in here. Um, where he talked about the uh, Alexander. all in Sandra inks from June of '96. There's a lot of him talking, uh, like serious, like you know, art stuff, uh, yeah. that you would understand. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> um. And then uh, he's got a Nexus Executionist song, number four pencils from 96. And he has, like, a little article there. And then there's, like, a full-color page right there. There's, like, some full-color stuff. Um, And it's got, like, the majority of stuff in here. Like, you know, just, like, you know, pencil roughs and so – it's official. I own my first uh, artist edition.
1: <laughs> They're so nice.
0: Oh, it's just like, you know, I was flipping through this and I'm like, i got to put this away. We just thought pizza. I'm going to get it all greasy and shit. <laughs> it's just awesome. Uh, And then he's got a a Nexus issue 99 root of evil from issue 99 came out in 99.
1: Yeah. I think I've got that one.
0: And I'm just like, Oh man.
1: The thing that's so nice about the artist editions and seeing the roughs is Mm -hmm. you, you really get to see the artist at work. You get to see how they're thinking to me. Um, And how they're blocking it in
0: and laying such out and uh what's this uh nexus 100 when she was young uh transparent and opaque watercolor 12 by 18. and it's just it's just the art panels there's no there's no dialogue or anything so you can just you know sit here and be like and you know just like Full color pieces, uh, pencils and inks for May of '96. Nexus meets Madman. I used to love Madman. Back a
1: long time ago.
0: A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) And you get a lot of pages where you have the, the complete colored finish page on one side. And in the, the pencil, pencil, rough on the other, so
1: pencil, yeah. So you can kind of compare.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, it's like, well, they're both pretty friggin' spectacular. So it's just, you know, it's a little crazy. But I'm gonna put that back
1: in, here. in the. Yeah, box. I've kept I've kept mine in the boxes, so they don't get messed up.
0: Yeah, and I'm like. I've, I've got a pretty sizable indie comic shelf over there. And I've got uh, Marvel and DC going across two complete, like a complete shelf. Marvel, uh, DC up here, then Marvel, and then my independent stuff takes up like an entire shelf when I'm on am uh, on one of the bookshelves. Oh. Oh,
1: excuse me. Oh, man. Well, I didn't so, get much in the mail, but I did go to a small convention, local convention. Oh, nice. And I did pick up some nice stuff. Um, I think I sent you some pictures of some of it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I want to go through everything, but I mean, like, they just these were gorgeous for, I think they were like $5 a piece. Oh, are Kirby Captain America. Um, hey, I even found a Detective Comics I didn't have. Five fifty.
0: Oh yeah, I got that one. Um, I, those are just spectacular covers. Yeah, and and they made no sense, so they were even better.
1: That's Marvel. Nice. Let's see, dude, we should have had this one. I did not know this existed, but this would have been great for our Santa, our Christmas stuff. Uh, this is the year's most startling story: the murder of Santa Claus from nineteen seventy-three, and it's a uh, Justice League. Hundred pager.
0: Oh, nice. Stan is looking a little skinny there.
1: Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he got beat up. And, I, and,
0: and if this was smell-o-vision, I might smell a little bit of JD.
1: <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, I did manage to talk the vendor down on this one. Uh, we're not going to discuss the price. Uh, you know oh, that is. Yep. Oh man so and then everybody's like you know when the movie comes out it's going to be worth a lot more i'm like well
0: yep not if sony does it
1: <laughs> look at this
0: look at that damn batman oh yeah those hundred pages were so great
1: yeah and they had really good prices on them i was really kind of kind of shocked um some of the prices dude i had never seen this one and i just had to have it Thor oh, versus man. Submariner from the Invaders. Nice. Um, I picked up another copy because this is one of my favorite comic covers of all time.
0: Fucking Dagger and Spider Man, Peter Parker. Yep. Good stuff.
1: Um, dude, um, these were in like, they were $5, but then there was a discount if you bought a certain amount of them. Garcia Lopez, Superman.
0: Oh, I've got that issue. That was I bought that off the spinner rack when I was a kid. Oh, Bizarro issue, classic yeah, Bizarro issue.
1: Awesome. Chua, um, that's Gil Kane, I think it was.
0: Yeah, <laughs> looks like Lois slapped him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Check this song. one out,
0: though. I remember that.
1: Yeah, it's uh two ninety nine. I think it was no two ninety six. Um, I did. This is what I one, one of the books I actually went for, and I had to hunt, hunt, hunt. Finally, somebody had it. One vendor had them. Submariner number 20. Oh, nice. Dr. Yep.
0: Doom.
1: Yep. Doom. Hey, was,
0: X, how are you, buddy?
1: Hey, man. What's going on? Um, let's
0: see what else I got. That was real
1: cool. Um, Iron Man getting the hell beat out of him. Oh yeah. And then here, here he's being a loser and quitting. I he
0: did just not be an Iron Man. Not drinking yet.
1: He's not quit drinking <laughs> yet. Um, I did not send this to you and show you. I almost forgot about it. So, this is a number one, uh, mature readers only. But it is a uh, indie comic, so you ought to be happy for that. Kitchen Sink Comics. You remember them? Oh, yeah. Death just, r- just
0: saying that name makes it spicy.
1: Death Rattle number one.
0: Wow. Mark Schultz. Nice.
1: Dude, he's so damn good. Um, Superheroes versus the Monsters. I did pick up a second printing of the new Conan the Barbarian number 1 for the movie cover. Poster. Oh, nice. Um and this is one we have to do on the podcast cuz I have never seen this book before and of all the comics I picked up this is the one that was like holy crap you've got to read this. All-Star Comics number 65. Enter uh Vandal Savage. Oh yeah. Dude, he's it says, he says, uh, I've crossed centuries to kill you, Superman. For your death, I will become the immortal villain. At last, the return of Vandal Savage. I mean, he's he's laying, laying the man of steel out.
0: Yeah, he'll be around for like, you know, X amount of years. And then he'll just like, poof, in a cloud of smoke. Well, so that's what I don't understand. And you, and you forget about him and he comes back.
1: And, and why do these people keep forgetting about it? I mean, he's he's one of the great villains. And they do. They just, like, forget about him. And then people discover him. Like, hey, there's this cool-ass guy who's immortal. And he's got plenty of money and just likes to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, this book needs to be read, like, now. Um, because I didn't even open it until just now to look at it. Dialogue is by Paul Levitz. Okay, so that's good, right? Uh Liz Burbu, I guess, is a colorer. Okay, I don't know who the hell that is, but it really doesn't matter. Plot and art, Wally Wood. Oh, the yeah. whole damn and issue.
0: book, Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Look at this.
0: Oh man. Mm. Woodster. So apparently next week we're doing
1: that book. <laughs> uh, we can. Then we can do uh, Born Again yeah. before it hits Netflix. Or not Netflix, before it hits uh, Disney+. Plus. I was telling a buddy of mine about Born Again the other day. He's like, really? And I said, yeah, have you never read it? He's like, no, I've never read it. I said, no, yeah, you've got to read it. He's like, I-, I need to know more about Daredevil. I'm like, well... I don't know if Born Again is where you need to start with, but it, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a great book to read.
0: But You might want to start at Miller's first Daredevil. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the reprint of it, not the actual book, because if you have to buy that book, you'll be... Yeah, it's, I don't know God. if I want to do this comic book thing anymore, man. This, this shit's expensive. <laughs>
1: this shit gets expensive fast. Um but yeah, I was telling him. I said, "Well, you know, Daredevil's born again is an absolutely incredible storyline." But uh, you know, there's a reason that you know, it was it says, "A man without anything is a man without fear," because he has
0: nothing nobody, halfway it, through. Got nothing to lose. You don't give up <laughs> at all. At all. At all. All right. All right. So, so let's uh, let's check out um. Worthy Chaos. This is our spotlight uh, crowd funder for the week. So this is uh, Worthy Chaos Comics Redemption. Uh, horror Supernatural comic issues one through eight. Uh, a fight for survival against destiny and forces of the underworld. Think Buffy, Resident Evil, Good Omens, and Supernatural. Huh? Uh, there's six days left on this campaign. There's 114 backers. Uh, the goal was thousand dollars, and they're sitting at 4,200 right now. So let's uh, let's check out the trailer.
1: all of this is i take it all of this is art from the inside yeah video yeah there at the end the art actually looks pretty good it, i would think it would with that quality of art they'd have more backers than they did um i know they made their goal but i mean the art seemed pretty good it was definitely better than a lot of 90s stuff um pretty clean actually yeah so this just issues. you're just getting the new issue, or are you just getting the whole thing if you buy the back. If you you
0: uh, well, if you haven't if you haven't bought any of it, uh, there of course is you know you you can buy it all, um or you can just get like uh, issue eight. Okay, like, here's like a chapter one. There's issue book two, chapter one of uh, which is issue eight. One of the many covers that one's fun um carissa started out writing on reddit and she was a huge huge uh resident evil fan yeah so she was writing resident evil fan fiction (laughs) and then met another young lady uh who was digging it and they started writing stories together Oh, cool. But Carissa, two, two, like, female leads, Carissa would write one of the female leads, so she would write in character of of that character, and the other woman would write in character of that, and then they'd, like, combine everything with, like, you know, background characters and supporting cast and all that. So it's, like, it's a little different. But as you can tell, uh, you know, big Resident Evil fan. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nothing wrong with that.
0: No, there's, you know, the out, the artwork, like you said, is, is clean and, you know, you know, a lot of it's, like, straightforward. But she does, like, all these, like, cool, like, little merch it's like things. A, it's like a keychain or something? Uh, I think it's like a pendant. Oh, okay. And then, you know, plushies and...
1: (laughs) Plushies. That's what I want. A demon
0: A demon dog plushie. Yeah. My kid would love one of those. And I'd be glad to buy one. Demon dogs. (laughs) Demon dogs! (laughs) Wrong cartoon.
1: Yeah.
0: You have to be a certain
1: age to get that joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like over 50. Uh, (laughs) Um, but you can do stuff like, uh, if you just want to, if you've never heard of the book before, you just want to check it out five bucks, you can get a PDF of issue one in black and white and color. So you can check out the line art, uh, and then the full color to, uh, you know, read the story, uh, issue eight PDF five bucks. Uh, we'll just go, uh, instead of saying PDF, we will just say the Australian variant. Cause, uh, it's like 70 bucks a book to mail something to Australia it's ridiculous uh issue one uh on print and pdf with with all these goodies like there's ten a bucks? worthy ten bucks uh that's you, not bad you get a couple of pins you get the pdf the actual book uh these little coiny coiny like things and the uh worthy chaos comics uh keychain And then there's like various, so this is uh this is cover A for the new it, for issue eight, which is fifteen. Cause these are all like uh that's cover A. This is cover B, uh variant by uh Jeremy Rapak. Uh you can get issue issues one through eight in a PDF. So you can get the whole story for twenty bucks.
1: If you can get you yeah, the whole the whole story. So far.
0: Yeah. The first date so the first the first eight issues you can get for uh for twenty dollars.
1: Get your ass up to date. Yeah, you can read it all.
0: Yeah, you just read the whole thing. Uh mini catch-up tier, uh issues one through three, uh in print for twenty-five. Uh issue eight, the regular cover, uh with a pin, three metal trading cards in PDF for twenty-nine bucks. Metal trading cards aren't that cheap, so that's a good deal.
1: Yeah, and they're make, they're making a comeback.
0: Oh yeah. Um, issue eight, the regular cover with uh, the Anubis necklace in PDF for twenty nine. Uh, you can get the hardcover. It's two hundred twenty two damn pages. Two hundred twenty two pages, issues one through seven, for thirty nine dollars.
1: Is that all story? Yeah. 222 like, pages
0: well there's there's probably like uh I'm I'm sure she shows off like the uh the different covers and stuff are gonna be in there but yeah uh issue eight printed with, with regular cover metal trading cards of you get metal trading cards of all the covers metal Anubis uh dog pen and PDF of the current issue so for 40 bucks Plus shipping, you can get the hardcover of Issues 1 through 7 and the PDF of number 8. That's a good
1: deal. Issue That's eight. a big hardcover for 40 bucks. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, issue 8, regular cover with pen, three metal trading cards, and PDF for 40 Um, The Anubis figure. 3D printed figure on uh, the PDF and the uh, Where the Chaos logo what, pen. What? What? the Oh. let see. 39 Issue 8 regular cover with large two sided embroidered bookmark. Can never have enough bookmarks. No. Uh, metal cover of Issue 8. Oh, this is a metal cover. You get a metal cover of issue eight, uh, variant B. Uh, the Jeremy Rapak, uh, who's an artist from DC, Marvel, IDW, Blizzard, Capcom, as well as Resident Evil comic interior art. Uh, and he did the Injustice series. Uh, and it's the current issue, so you get issue eight, the metal cover, uh, the metal variant cover, uh, plus the PDF for $39. Yeah. Uh, this is this i think i had like three or four creators on last year yeah that like i understand that it, it costs a shit ton of money to make a comic and even more to you know get it printed and out to people so i understand why some creators they'll make like a bigger book <coughs> so okay. you're basically getting a graphic novel um so if you're Anywhere from two to three hundred pages, you're going to be paying like 30 to 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is which is price match to something of, you know, uh, that page count. And, you know, whether it's a hard or soft cover, whatever, uh, you know, in in like a local comic shop or or what have you. And uh, but like her price point is like she just wants more and more people to read her to read her work.
1: Well, then that's 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 how she's gonna grow she grows her audience
0: yeah um,
1: but the prices aren't outrageous
0: no um so all three covers with a signature pin and pdf hardcover of book one includes issues one through seven um and current issue eight with regular cover buttons and pdfs of all the issues for 45 bucks
1: that's what that's the one to buy you just get everything yeah. And it's, and it's signed.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, hardcover and issue eight PDFs and buttons. Uh, 49. The is a hardcover book one. Includes issues one through seven. And printed issue one with regular cover. Uh, buttons, keychain, PDFs of all the issues. Cool.
1: Plenty of tears for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, hardcover and issue one uh, signed. And that's a, what uh, Issue eight printed in PDF acrylic pin of weapons and approximately six inch 3D printed Anubis resin unpainted statue uh, could be painted or you just leave it and say it's done in patina. <laughs> And here's another, uh, one of the Anubis, uh, statues. And another one, I, as soon as I saw like all these different variations of Anubis, were like, oh man, what, when's the, uh, when's the trademark go up, go out on, uh, Stargate. <laughs> That's
1: <Yeah. laughs> That'd be a cool what bring. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Damn.
0: Uh, then there's this catch-up tier, uh, issues one through eight, printed, and the PDFs for for 79 Issues one through eight, uh, regular cover, acrylic pin, sticker, uh, and skeleton bird plushie uh, for $79. And most of that's taken up, uh, like a good third of that's taken up just by the plushie, because so that's like 30 bucks a Oh, look. <laughs> it's that guy that was chasing Moon Knight around on, on Disney, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't tell what that one is.
0: <laughs> oh. It just, apparently, this is uh, this is the one you should get your wife because this looks like My Little Pony from Hell. My Little oh, Pony from oh, Hell. Oh, it's a Hellhound plushie.
1: Hellhound plushie.
0: Just tell her it's a plushie. Um, and then there's another one. Zombie mental patient.
1: Sounds like me. I mean, uh...
0: <laughs> oh, there's the zombie mental patient right there. <laughs> Damn it! Great looking stuff. Uh, metal cover of issue eight, variant B. Three metal trading cards and the PDF for a hundred bucks, and the uh, the special Chloe own pen. It's issues 1 through 8 printed with all the covers of every regular and all variants of each issue, PDFs, button, and keychain. So this is 300 bucks. to get every single cover that, that they've ever made. Uh,
1: that's more like a retailer incentive right there.
0: <coughs> yeah, it's like uh, issues 1 through 8 printed with all covers of every regular and variant of each issue, Uh, all the PDFs, buttons, keychains, plus three plushies. uh, Oh, my God. Salamander, Hellhound, and Skeleton Bird. Whoa. $500 tier. All all issue eight covers, plus all 17 regular and variant covers of issues one through seven printed, plus all the PDFs the flushies, and any goodie that she made for the campaign. <laughs> Whether it was tier-specific or not. Damn it. You're getting one of everything I made. To show me the money. Uh, add-ons. She's got a uh, issue one PDF a book called Salvation, which is like a backstory to uh, the two lead characters from From the eight issue arc uh damnation which is a prequel issue one in color uh stickers of anubis and hellhound for two bucks uh coloring book digital stuff so you know you can color it digitally like i have enough trouble with crayons and a coloring book
1: My wife actually enjoys doing the little coloring books like that, digital ones. Just sit there and tap it, Nick. It it puts the color. Yep. (coughs) I do like the Anubis stickers. They're cool.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and it's funny because the Hellhound's got like a magic wand or
1: something. (laughs) He's wagging his tail. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) There's an Anubis head metal pin. Uh, Another one. Full frontal Anubis. I'll call this one. Goodie pack with sticker, all the stickers, pins, and buttons for five bucks. Uh, coloring book, twenty-eight pages, both printed and digital, uh, PDF and uh, PNGs, five bucks.
1: How long has she been creating? Do you know?
0: Um. Well, she's been writing for probably like going up 15 years at least
1: oh, think. okay so it's been around the block yeah
0: yeah
1: oh Gold the coin is of- awesome yeah the coin is awesome okay damn that's neat
0: and I'll, I'll say this it's the cheapest gold-plated anubis coin you will ever find
1: yeah 15 bucks
0: 15 bucks uh
1: I love the pyramid on the back with with the little like did the, the Nubis dog.
0: Yeah. The uh well the cool thing is like they a lot of people like the everybody likes the challenge coins and the uh and like the poker chips. Yeah. Um the challenge coins are cool because they're usually pretty hefty. So, you know, in a pinch you can use them for, you know, home defense. Um but most of them are like like another $10 is like the cheapest one I've seen is like $25. Yeah. Uh and the more popular the creator is that, that's putting out the challenge coins, the, the more expensive money.
1: Expensive they
0: are. The more the more money they are. Like uh like a B challenge coin for the anniversary for the 30th anniversary was like $25. Uh the Cyberfrog Challenge coin I think was $50. Uh, metal card sets so you can get a full metal card set of uh series one for thirty se- series two for thirty uh issues four through eight available in metal covers uh thirty five dollars a piece which is which is right on right on point because usually you're gonna pay like uh you know upwards of fifty forty or fifty dollars for a metal cover
1: yeah I think the damn plushie is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I would give an Anubis plushie.
0: <laughs> that would look great next to my remote control for the TV. Uh, you can pre order the Anubis Only No Comic for $29. Damn it. Um, and then there's the uh, Anubis Only No Comic with 3D staff and the sticker. and for 79 dollars, you can get your own mental patient i know sometimes we feel like our own mental patients but you know
1: <laughs> that's illegal in some states <laughs>
0: <laughs> they close the one down by me uh and then there's there's a song there's a called permissible indulgence um it's the is the band that created it for, her. and there's a there's a hyperlink on me uh, to go listen to it, and the song lyrics are all written out down there. So, uh and then there's you know samples of like past issue art, so you can you, you know, get a
1: feel what the actual story was going to be look like.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool.
1: So when we're watching the trailer. You know, they were yep. flashing stuff apart. You remember the part where it said what's the what's the secret about room two thirty-seven? Yeah. Did you catch that?
0: I saw something about a, a secret room and but I didn't it's got some significance because you're bringing it up, so
1: yes. Okay. So here's 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 your movie trivia quiz for the day. Room two thirty seven is the crazy room in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, where like all kind of weird stuff happens, there's actually a documentary called Room 237 where they go and do all kind of break down the movie about what this supposedly means and this means and this means and a bunch of it's probably horse crap. Nobody really knows, but it's an interesting documentary and the fact that I saw it and I've seen the documentary Room 237, it made me, you know, remember
0: it. (laughs) It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. She she's like a huge like horror horror buff.
1: Yeah. What's the deal with room two thirty seven? Contains the ghost of a dead woman who emerges from the bathroom and tries to sting, uh, strangle Danny when he dares to enter.
0: Was it Moaning Myrtle? <laughs> oh, wrong movie. Don't mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Dude, I haven't seen The Shining in years.
0: No, but I've seen plenty of memes.
1: <laughs> memes, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I shared the uh, Here's Johnny meme with uh, Shelley Duvall's, like horrific look on her face in Terra. And I'm like, why is the Joker trying to kill olive oil?
1: What you need to do is go and read the... Uh, the they did a... Uh, Article or something I read a while back about the way they treated Shelley Duvall on the movie set. Everyone was completely a giant asshole to her, so she like really had a mental breakdown. Oh, for real? For real? Like, like Kubrick was like, "Look, no one's nice to Shelley Duvall. If you see her, she's got to like, you know, you've got to like just you know scream at her or whatever. I don't know." But she had a mental breakdown. She was about to freaking lose it,
0: <laughs> and not she, long you know, after that, then she <laughs> had to then she had to act opposite Robin Williams for a whole movie.
1: Yeah, she actually I think it may have been before that that she did the Rock Popeye movie. But yeah, she. Uh, oh, that's why she kind of gave up acting. But uh, yeah, it's a great movie. The uh, shows how important it is too. Is uh, last month. I say last month because it was, uh, if you watch the uh, Christmas episode of Bob's Burgers, which mm-hmm. you probably don't watch Bob's Burgers, I don't know. No. Uh, you should. It's. Amazing. I watched
0: it for like the first couple of years, and I'm like, you know, it gets to be like a little repetitive. And I'm like.
1: No, it's amazing. They, they, they have to go chop a tree down. And... Uh, the uh, uh Bob has got the damn axe and they're going out there to chop a tree down and Louise is picking at him about you know he doesn't have enough strength in it. And he finally tells her, he says, You don't think I've got enough strength to go full shining on you? You keep it up. <laughs> that's how damn. much that, that's how much that movie has uh seeped into our cultural heritage. <laughs>
0: It's almost like you want to you want to have two young twin nieces so you can put them on uh, tricycles and just have them ride around the hallways of the house
1: and scare the hell out of people. So, now that we've rambled for uh, a little while, we could go and do our rambling book. Dude, where in the hell did you find this?
0: I was just searching for some like obscure Golden Age book.
1: This is obscure.
0: I have have
1: never even heard of a superior comic. Uh, 1953. Terrifying, startling, strange suspense. Uh, There are four stories in here. Uh, Horror in the House, The Evil Stranger, Blood and Old Bones, and The Dead Speak. Uh, What's funny is, is for fifty-three. And it being such an obscure title, i would never even heard of it. Um, the art's not bad at all.
0: Oh, no, it was pretty no, it was pretty not. good for that time, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, uh, and I think it has different artists on different stories. I think, like, hmm. one guy did two stories and then, like, the other two stories are done by somebody else. Yeah. But uh, one of the artists is definitely better than the other one. But, of course, without doing further research which i did not do in preparation for this episode y'all could beat me later uh i do not know who the artist is um i mean you can even see the difference there in between the covers mm-hmm. um because then this these two guys are right that this lady and this guy's from another story and this is the first story but same
0: yeah so like well, I'm just going to take multiple images from the book, and we'll make a cover
1: of it. Yeah, we'll make a cover. And uh, the first story is your standard. Um, I don't say she's like his niece. She lives with her, her old rich miserly uncle who doesn't give her any money to do anything, and she keeps waiting on his ass to die so she can get the inheritance. Um, meanwhile, you know, he just he's old grubby man that makes her work to death um <laughs> counting his money as usual if only he would hurry up and die um <laughs> and he, you know he counts it locks away do you remember when micro engraving was a
0: big deal no Really? well i i remember it uh because in my in my mid-teens we used to go and hang out the mall because that's where the girls were. And there'd always be like seven or eight jewelry stores in there. Yeah, And there would always be somebody that would do micro engraving like, you know, in wedding bands and watches and you know.
1: I remember it being a hobby. I mean, not many people did it and it was all older people. But I had almost forgot about it. I mean, and he's, the old man, he's, he's essentially counting his money, he puts it away and then he goes back to his his hobby, which is he's a micro engraver, um, and he's engraving something on the head of a pen. And it says, uh, you know, he's like, pretty neat. When I'm done, I'll have all of Lincoln's Gettysburg of dress engraved on the head of a pen. So, you know, that's a lot. Cause I, I'm
0: like, I'm not sure if like Ant Man or the Atom could. Shrink down far enough into the quantum realm to write the entire Gettysburg Address on the head of a pen.
1: Yeah. Well, it looks more like a like a like a stick pen or a a, a nail, but yeah. Yeah. It's teeny. Um. But yeah, I I'd almost forgot about micro engraving. Um. So he's up there doing his thing, and she's just all fuming, You know, he's locked his money up again now. The full He'll fool around with those silly engraving tools while I do all the work. I can't stand it much longer. And, of course, while dusting, she finds a revolver. And, of course, it's loaded because, you know, hey.
0: Why wouldn't it be?
1: Why wouldn't it be? This is back in the day. Um, But, you know, this dude is such a cheapskate. She actually has to take a signed note with a damn grocery list to the store to put it on the charge account
0: you won't. Did, he won't. He won't give her a dime to to pay for anything.
1: No. Now I'm gonna ask. Let's see. So, did y'all have a charge store when you were where you when you were little? Um. No. No, we did. I used to have to go to the store and get groceries, and we would charge them on the account. And the guy behind the counter had a big, like a big. Uh, ledger. Oh God. It was, it wasn't a ledger. It was a, like a big set of boards. And he'd flip through them, and then you'd have your little tickets up there, and then you'd go make pay your monthly payment. So she gets him to sign the damn shopping list, and cuts the bottom part of the paper out, or the top part, whichever one leaves just enough for her to type a suicide note. Uh, You know, I'm old and sick, and I've lit and tired, and I'm uh, leaving all my money and everything I own to my niece. Sincerely, and he signed. That's it, the suicide note. So uh, she, of course, takes the gun and sneaks in there and shoots his ass and then puts him over his desk and sticks the gun in his hand and the terrible suicide note <laughs> is there too. Uh, she does manage to call the police who show up and they think nothing of the suicide note that's not very well uh well written <laughs> they leave her with all the money but lo and behold this is a horror book so uh the ghost of her dead uncle comes back uh I won't harm you but the police will get you you'll see and he tells her that you know she's not gonna get away with it because he he left a clue to solve the mystery this part was kind
0: of cool on the head of a pen. Yeah no, not yeah. on the His ghost goes to the damn police station. Yes.
1: <laughs> His ghost goes to the police station and takes the pen and picks it up, starts writing a damn note, which is kind of cool. Uh, and it says, you know, fools, look at the bullet. And, uh, of course, you know, they can't hear it, but it's go now, read read the note, examine the bullet that killed me. So, the, sh- you know, the damn cop, uh, the sheriff, I guess, is... Thinks he's losing it. So he calls and gets the uh, detective out of bed. Come on down. You know, we've got to look at this. You know, the ghost of uh, Mr. Whatever's name is there, Abner, left a note. She says, we got to look at the head of, uh, look at the bullets. So they go and examine the bullets. And because he was into micro engraving, he engraved on all of the bullets, I've been murdered with this bullet don't believe i committed suicide my niece is guilty and he signs his name to the bottom of it (laughs) so
0: it's almost like he was related to the clintons
1: (laughs) damn it he actually put they he does it on all the bullets so they open the gun they've still got it in custody and examine all the bullets and they all say the same thing so they're like oh crap and with this they actually arrest the niece and prosecute her. um and you know of course the ghost constantly haunts her as they drag her ass i don't think in the 50s they were still hanging people in america maybe i'd have to go look this up but they hang in her.
0: some places that make backwoods where you're from <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Look
0: like, look like the big city. <laughs> I
1: don't know. But, yeah, so the ghost actually helped set up and hang her. Uh, it, Welcome, darling niece. Welcome to the realm of the ghost. And then you see the shadow of her actually hanging in the back. Um, art was pretty good in this book. There were definitely panels in this first story to me that were a little different than others. Yeah. Uh, some of the head expressions weren't that good but art was overall pretty nice now this one the art i thought was really good Mm -hmm. i almost and i may go look it up later for next podcast or whatever who did the art on this the evil stranger um and basically here we got another this is another temptress who marries rich men, gets life insurance policies, and then sets the houses on fire and burns them alive.
0: And collects the money.
1: And collects the dad buddy.
0: Because she gets bored.
1: Yeah. Once she, she gets bored with them, she kills them, lines her pockets, moves on to the next one. Standard Black Widow story. Mm-hmm. Um, And she does. So she... The story starts out. She's married. Um, She's married to a guy. All this is great art. Yeah. And, um, you know, married happily ever after to a rich older man. They buy, he buys a house for her in the woods. He's like, it's a little secluded, but she's like, I like to be secluded, be by myself. I like to be out of town so the damn fire department can't get here in time.
0: Um, This is.
1: Exactly. No, none. Uh, you know, I'll enjoy hearing the old fool scream as he burns almost as much as I'll enjoy spending the money. <laughs> so she's not a nice lady. Um, she even has a uh, has her own cool, uh, she makes her alibi because she heads into town to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. She sees the movie and has the damn uh, ticket stub And then checks into a hotel and then leaves, comes back to the house where she's going to set it on fire. And then go back and, you know, she'll wake up in the morning and then come and go, oh, Lord, the house is on fire. Um, I do not remember zip gas. No, not at all. So she sneaks back into the house and she's going to set the house on fire. But lo and behold, she hasn't been paying much attention. Her husband suffers from insomnia because they're still fairly newly wed. And he hears her in the basement. So he heads down to, you know, what are you doing? And then he sees that she's going to set him on fire, the house. Um, When he sees this, he goes to attack her and she throws the gas on him and lights him on fire. (laughs) But, uh, she says, that'll take you.
0: you to prevent spousal fire.
1: Oh, <laughs> spousal fire. <laughs> um, but, but he's like, no. If I'm going to die, you're going to die with me. So he chases her ass and almost gets her before she runs out. This whole page is awesome art. Yeah. The pacing here is so good because you can see her run up the stairs. She's made it up the stairs, out the door. Now she's running down a hallway and she managed to slam the door at the hallway and get outside as he, you know, can't get out the outside because she's locked him in the house. Um, and she's like, you know, I barely made it. He's sure to die, you know, and he'll set the house on fire. So he burns alive and does manage to set the house on fire um the frenzy screams of the dying man are too much even for her so she can't even deal with it at this point and she leaves there's another freaking gorgeous panel
0: yeah
1: so she finally you know the next day meets the you know uh does the police stuff everything puts a claim in and it takes some weeks to dang them solve the claim they finally show up and uh, they're going to give her $50,000, um, you know, they had to make sure the investigation was good. and There was no foul play. So she's not a problem with it. And the guy is handsome. So she kind of falls for him.
0: Yeah. And 50 grand back in 1952 is like, you know.
1: A, like a million dollars now. At yeah. least. Yeah. Crazy amounts of money. So she's extremely happy. She meets this insurance salesman who she really likes. Maybe I'm a fool to date an insurance man, but I like it. And the company paid me, so they probably weren't as suspicious as I thought. Besides, it'll be fun to go out with a young and handsome man again. So she's been dating all these older men and often them. So now she okay. dates a younger guy, and eventually they fall in love and get married. Um, well, and of course,
0: one of them fell in love.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh- <laughs> They both, yeah, well, one of them falls in love.
0: He uh, fell in love with her. She fell in love with his bank account and the <laughs> endorsed check.
1: Yeah, And the endorsed check. Uh, but after a while, all of a sudden, I'm tired of him. And as an insurance man, he's been very careful to take out a lot of insurance. So now she's like, okay, I don't really love him anymore. And, you know, he's he's really paranoid. So he's got a lot of insurance. I can kill him, too. And, of course, she does her standard modus operandi. She says, stay house on fire.
0: She's got the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> it's been a year. I'm bored. I want more money. I'm going to be done with him. Even well, though uh, the page before, the bottom panel, yeah, he seems to look a little bit like Dick Clark.
1: Like <laughs> Dick Clark. <laughs> Damn it. So she sets it. And of course, now in the story as you read it, she's like, Oh, I, I've I've heard your voice before, but I can't picture where. And he's like, Oh, you probably just wherever at the insurance company. And then once she sets the house on fire, at that, you know, and at that the flame widow is where you're so wrong. Hello, Helen. Up to your old same murderous tricks, I see. Dick, but but your voice, you've you I've heard that before. You're not Dick Todd. You're John Holmes, not the porn star. <laughs> um, John Holmes.
0: <laughs> I know. I was reading that. I was
1: like, <laughs> yeah.
0: She must be friggin' sore.
1: That's <laughs> why. That's why she set the house on fire. She can't take it anymore. <laughs> oh. So. uh Uh, There you go. She sets the house on fire, but comes to find out John Holmes was the first guy she killed. Um, But he actually lived. He managed to get out of the house, but he's been horribly scarred. And they do plastic surgery. So she, you know, it made him young and beautiful. And at this time, you know, even though his face is all beat up and all, and he just wants revenge. He says, we'll burn together, just you and me. And he slams and locks the damn door and locks her in the house and they burn up together.
0: <laughs> and even though they call it plastic surgery, uh nowadays they don't really use plastic on your face. No. He says it's,
1: it's like wax too. He's, he's yeah. wax. So he, he's
0: just you know, this is like a reenactment, this is like a reenactment of uh you know the first Indiana Jones movie when the Ark of the Covenant.
1: Yeah, the heat.
0: Everybody's face is going to melt, and you're going to die.
1: Die. You're going to die. Blood and old bones. I don't know. This one, to me, may have been the weakest story in the book. Yeah. Um, And part of it, too, is I I double-checked, and it seems like it's missing a page.
0: I think so, yeah, because it, like, it it seemed like the story skipped. Yes. Like, And I, like, I, I was jump. like, and I'm like,
1: did I get, I remember that? I
0: went, I went, I, I skipped back a couple of times and I'm like, was that it? Really?
1: I, I still got the gist. I know what's going on, yeah. but it's still, to me, it really was the weakest story in here. And it's standard. This is a grubby old man or grubby young man who has found oil under an old abandoned cemetery in church and you know he's there with his business partner who's like dude they're not gonna let you dig up the cemetery just to drill for oil you're not gonna be able to move these bodies and of course you know he's you know i don't give a crap you know these people are all dead they're not using the graveyard so he's you know kicking dang them gravestones down and everything else
0: yeah this and just seems like a young mr burns yes <laughs> and
1: he manages to convince the mayor of the town or whoever currently has control of the church to lease it to him for his paranormal investigations. And he wants to be by himself. So he does, and he makes sure that it's locked tight and they can't do anything about it. He's got control of the property for a year. And once he does, he brings in a damn bulldozer in a backhoe. And starts digging up bodies.
0: Yeah, like a steam shovel, just
1: yeah, right there.
0: It's it's not going to hurt. No. they don't feel the thing. Now they're they're dead. They're dead. And um, I want to get rich off this oil, so
1: we got to you know. get rid of these dead people. Yeah. So yeah, this is where it skips. So yeah, here's here's the guy. He's digging up the dead bodies, and it seems like there's a wanderer um, or somebody in the town that comes out there and he's, you know, he's upset because they're digging up the graveyard and he turns on him and kills him. Well, when he kills him, he's like, you know, Hey, I got the perfect place to hide his dead body. I'm going to throw him in the mound with the other dead bodies, (laughs) which doesn't make sense. Uh, So once he does that, you know, then after he's dug up the fricking cemetery He brings the bulldozers in to flatten it all out and push all the bodies and everything away. Um, And then they bring in the oil rig. But as they're drilling it, they start hearing moaning come from the actual oil well. And the people are freaking out, you know. And finally they start quitting. But the guy's like, you know, I don't need them anymore. We're close enough to the oil now. I can do it myself. And he manages to finally finish drilling the oil. And when he does, it comes out, and it's blood. And it covers him. He says, it's it's not oil, it's blood. I've struck blood. It's all over me. I'll never get clean. It's a blood gusher. It was. This was not the best story. No. The flame widow and the other one were much
0: better. I that.
1: Um, this one wasn't Ow! the klutz is strong with that one <laughs> <laughs> The uh, this was mom, the mom dead... I used to
0: say you're just an accident looking for a place to happen
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> the dead speak um have you ever read Herbert West Reanimator? Or seen the movie? I've
0: i I've seen the movie and I actually read the uh Dynamite did a uh a Vampirella reanimator. Really? Miniseries. It was really good.
1: I don't remember that. We'll have to go it, I'll have to go check that
0: out. It was done in like uh black, white, green, and red.
1: And it's Vampirella Reanimator.
0: Yeah, it's Vampirella Meets the Reanimator, I think it is, yeah.
1: Okay. This story reminded me a lot of Herbert West Reanimator. Yeah. Um, And part of it's, you know, we've got two guys who are digging up bodies of freshly deceased people because they are experimenting on ways to bring them back to life. And, uh, you know, of course, the first handful of experiments fail. And finally, um, one of the the guys secures a freshly deceased corpse. And the serum actually works on him. And when it works on him, you know, he wakes up and he's like a zombie. You know, where am I? And they kill him. But he's already dead, so it really doesn't matter. They kill him. And uh, indemnity
0: can't be charged for the same crime to us.
1: Exactly. We'll put him back in his grave. Next time we'll choose a a corpse more carefully and it'll work better under conditions. He says, I don't get it. Maybe it wasn't perfect subject, but at least he was alive. So they head out. And uh, as they go get in the car to head, you know, head back, uh, back into town after they dispose of the body. The partner there whacks the other one over the head, puts him in the car, and stages a car crash, where he burns up. Um, And then, of course, afterwards, he loads all of the scientific equipment, all the notes and everything on the airplane. And he leaves town to go set up shop somewhere else, away from the police. And he continues to work on the formula to perfect it. And he actually does. Um, uh, Malcolm Reed forgets about his uh, his murdered partner and settles down to work. Uh, the blue vitriol is an improvement over the arsenic salts and gradually working out an entirely new pro- approach to the problem. So once he gets it worked out, he decides he's got to go find him the perfect body to resurrect And he starts going around to funeral homes until he finds this young, beautiful girl who died. We don't know how she died. She's just dead. And she seems to have plenty of money because everyone's there and they're sad. So he's like, hey, I'm going to bring her back. Well, he waits and marks the actual grave. And he's going to come back later on. But it rains and washes the mark off the grave. And he can't find where she's buried at this time. So he keeps stumbling around until he finds uh, another grave that is fresh. And he's like, oh, I have finally found it. And then we discover that the wet earth is what's really needed to help bring the bodies back to life. So he sprinkles the chemical onto the uh, the grave. But lo and behold, now, I saw this crap coming a mile away.
0: It's a little plotty.
1: Yeah, it's a little plotty. The the actual partner comes back to life. And we find out that the partner who was killed, the police identify him via fingerprints because he has a criminal record. He's actually from this town. So they ship his body back and bury him. And he just happened to be buried at about the same time as the other, as the pretty girl. But because the guy couldn't find out where he marked the other damn grave at, he put the stuff on the wrong. And when the partner, who's now deceased, wakes up, he says, Oh, I've been brought back to life. My murderous partner must be nearby. So I'll find him. And he does, he tracks him down. And of course you know he terrifies him you know it's it's lynn come out you know he's come out of his grave open the door malcolm you can't get away from me he he does break the door down and they go in there and he throttles the hell out of his ass and he's like you know hey uh i was a doctor until they put me in the prison for malpractice i never told you that one of all the places in the world you pick this one um so they drag him to the graveyard, and he throws his ass back in his grave and throws his headstone on him. And he says, he's thoughtful of you to have a shovel handy. Nobody will worry about you. He's, the guy's like, you can't bury me alive. But he does. on. Yeah.
0: Don't bury me. I'm not yeah. dead yet.
1: Nope. But you will be. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that the first two stories were better in my opinion than the last two um but the definitely the third one the blood gusher one was easily the worst yeah um this pretty good book though especially for something from the 50s the art really shocked me i do think that this second story had the best art yeah um I almost want to go through and find out who the artist was. I just haven't had a chance to look it up. Um, it's not, it's not EC level horror, but no. it's not, you know, it's not bad. If you bought this for ten cent back in the day, you got your money's worth. Yeah, this is probably a thousand dollar book now.
0: And, and until your memoir found it. Until you yeah. hell for reading, this garbage. <laughs> exactly. Damn it! You can't read this mess. That's what my great grandmother did to my mother.
1: Threw them all the way.
0: Threw them all the way.
1: But yeah. But yeah, that was pretty cool. I know we had read. We've been reading a lot of older stuff lately. Yeah. And that that's kind of neat. Usually we read Bronze Age or some modern. So dipping dipping the foot in the older older stuff to actually see how it is is really cool. When you, there's a bunch of older books like that I want to read you know that I actually have, have read parts of but never read the whole book like um some of the uh Showcase books by DC from back in the day. Yeah. Uh of course you know everybody's read Showcase 4 with uh freaking Flash in it. Um But there's a bunch of them. Like, Showcase, I think it's 21 is the first appearance of Adam Strange. Uh, Mm. I've read the Adam Strange part, but I don't know what else is
0: in it. Um, 73 is the first Creeper.
1: 73, yeah, first Creeper. We read that one. Yep. Um, And I did tell you Atlas was doing, uh, Fancy Graphics is reprinting all the old Atlas horror stuff. Yeah um they do have a second volume coming out i did pre-order though which i did not know of you are lucky i didn't know of it because if i did before now we probably would have already started doing these and it's uh called venus i'll show it to you let me bring it up Oh, here it is. Share screen, window, Chrome tab. There it is. Da da. Yeah, Atlas Comics Library Number Two, Venus, the goddess of love and sci-fi, hurling and horror. The early issues. So the first like ten issues of this series are all standard girly magazines. You know, she comes to Earth, falls in love with a guy. You know. And everything. Well, the second half, I guess Stan, like, took the day off or something. I don't know. He's just like, yeah, the first half is the Venus series is uh, Timely's publishes Lighthearted Romance about the goddess of Venus taking a job on Earth at a beauty magazine. Never accompanied to Mr. Trend. Atlas began introducing more science fiction in the 50s and eventually turned Venus dating adventures into straight-out horror anthology. So it goes from dating... To horror. <laughs> Collected. Wow. 70 years later is the swift changing second half. All right, so it's like 10 issues. Eight of the issues all are Bill Everett art. No, seven. Seven issues are Bill Everett art, and Werner Roth does three issues. Venus takes the heights of four-color weirdness and pre-horror ghastliness. Everett is given reign and seizes the opportunity, writing, drawing, and lettering 20 ghoulish, goofy masterpieces. Uh, the Hangman's House, The Day Venus Vanished, The House of Terror, Spoiled Specters. These stories showcase draftsmanship and storytelling. Everett, um, blah, 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 blah the, the rest of it. I actually found some of them on, like, the grand comics database or something you can read Mm -hmm. and one of like the first or second issue i read the son of satan goes to earth because satan lets him because he's in love with the goddess venus and she's going to be his bride and she's like no and they take off into outer space and like land on some clouds to discuss why she can't be the bride of satan I'm like, this is so weird.
0: But yeah, that's it, that's bizarre.
1: <laughs> it's uh, I have ordered it. It is. Uh, it's it'll be on the way as soon as it comes out. I was like, that, that's got to be amazing. But if you want, I will get the uh, All Star comic by Wally Wood over. We can do it next
0: week. Yeah.
1: So all right well we'll do that and then get back here then awesome man
0: right uh, where's link? and everybody thanks so much for uh hanging out with us looking at our our cool stuff that we got over the last couple of weeks and uh we'll be back uh next week with another book and uh and more stuff uh please consider going over and supporting us on rumble uh Who knows, with the way that I shoot from the hip, how long it is before we get booted off YouTube?
1: (laughs) The banhammer. Boom.